to another edition of the Deeper Dive podcast produced locally in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in the Plate of Maryland. My name is Bill Waddell. Once again, joined by Father Larry Swink. Hey, Bill. And Father Jack Barrar. Hey, Bill. Today, we're going to take a deeper dive into paper straws and how they're the work of Satan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look at this straw. Seriously. Uh, we're going to talk this, about... This is an audio podcast, the Bill. upcoming <laughs> feast of the Epiphany next week, uh, what it means, um, and kind of the story behind it. Father Larry. All right. Thanks, Bill. So hope everyone hasn't chucked your Christmas trees yet. A lot of people kind of, they kind of crash and burn after Christmas and they don't realize that Christmas actually we're in the midst of an octave. It's eight, eight days, but the Christmas season goes all the way to the baptism of our Lord, which is uh, two weekends from now. But this weekend, uh, we have the feast of Epiphany and, uh, I think it's a, it's a great feast, and we didn't want to unpack it a little bit, and also in light of what we're going to do next week on the the old calendar, you know, the traditional Latin Mass calendar, the Epiphany would be, I think, on Wednesday, which is uh, January 6th, and we're going to have a special blessing of Epiphany water. So, But before we go into, you know, why we're going to bless this water and uh, what that means, we're going to just first dive into Epiphany. Uh, now, First off, you know, I'm going to hand over to Father Jack to talk about the word epiphany and a little bit about the tie-in. But you, a lot of times in the prayers of the church, uh, you'll see basically three different events that are tied together during this time. During this time, And, you know, first is epiphany, then's the um, uh, wedding at Cana, and then the third is the baptism of our Lord. And these are three sort of epiphanies of, of our Lord. And I'm going to hand it over to Father Jack to explain the tie-in between these and why they show up together in a prayer. And, uh, and, and then we'll go into why Epiphany is an important feast day and, uh, for the church and uh, maybe how to pray through this particular uh, solemnity. Yeah. So, I, yeah, the Epiphany is, is basically the word itself is, is that something is being shown. Um, and so it's, it's basically a day in which it's revealed the fullness of, of what we're celebrating, right? So the, the wise men coming, we'll start with the chronologically earliest one, right? The wise men coming um, to to the Christ child um, is is his his being revealed to all of the nations for the first time, right? Like even though his ministry starts with the people of Israel, it's all the nations who benefit from Christ's <laughs> incarnation. Right. And so this is a like vitally important day right. for everybody. Um, if I could stop you there, yeah, yeah, that's a great theological point you just made. Is the the fact the Magi were not Jewish people, yeah. right? And the idea this is the first time that non-Jewish people are like, "This is God," mm -hmm. you know. It sort of re refers to Catholicism, which which and, and like I think sometimes we just forget how important that is. You know that like this is a breaking down. Like you know, if if there was anything resembling a political idea of in in Christ's life, it's it's the fact that he is no longer just for one nation, right? Like the Roman gods were just for the Romans. <laughs> you know, you didn't, you didn't have somebody living in, uh, in India who just happened to worship Roman gods. Like we have this multicultural uh, world now, but that like the f idea that you would live across national boundaries and worship a different God is, is something unheard of right. you know, up until Christ comes onto the, into right. the world. Now it's everywhere. Now it's everywhere because, because Christianity has, has opened the doors to, to it even being possible. But even you look at, anyway, well, you don't have to get into the whole history of all this stuff, but this is a vitally important thing that like, this is no longer because of where you live. You know, that, that the coming to Christ is no longer you're born into it, but rather you have been able to see the truth 
of what's being offered, and it's been revealed to you, right? The wise men follow the star um, to to see this child um, who is king. Um, that's why, and you know, and all the traditions of of Epiphany throughout the years has been things like I think most Eastern churches. This is the day you exchange gifts, rather than the birthday of Christ. It's it's the day the Magi bring um, gifts to Christ's child. Since I've been a priest, I've been a big proponent of that. I wish we could do that. Yeah. I think because it would just take the emphasis off, you know, Christmas is a time to open gifts and we could focus on the birth of Christ. And Epiphany would be more fun because, but also it extends the celebration. Yeah. It's like, all right, the week after Christmas, you know, you just have a nice meal like Thanksgiving. And in Epiphany, it's like three kings are coming, kids. And then we could kind of transition to like the three kings (laughs) are coming, you know. Then we have, well, you know, the debate about Santa and all that, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, yeah, we're not touching that one. Um, That, that, and so, like, that's the thing is, like, we, we say, like, a, you know, Epiphany Sunday, and it's because it's it's really not the best way to think of it, right? That it's it's kind of like uh, how if you ever, sometimes you'll have holy days that get moved from their norm, their actual day to move to Sunday. So that's what's happening with Epiphanies. Epiphany should be January 6th everywhere across the world. And if right. you ever think, hey, you know that song, The 12 Days of Christmas? Right, that probably comes from somewhere. This is it. This is the twelfth day of Christmas. Why do they move it? Why do they move it? Um, Probably. So the the pastoral reason is that so more people would celebrate it. So they wanted to get rid of the amount of holy days of obligation. And one way to do that is to move the feast that needs to be celebrated. We do it every year in in the metropolitan of Washington uh, with Ascension Thursday, Ascension Thursday Sunday. Right. is 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 the same deal. It's it, essentially Thursday Sunday. I, I say that, and, and you know, one out of three times I've gotten a laugh. So you know, it's <laughs> obviously a golden joke. Um, but um, that, yeah, there's a certain sense like like the reason for it is basically so that people will celebrate. That's how important of a day it is. Or you could just make it a holy day of obligation, and people will go to mass an extra time during the week to celebrate it. But now we wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't want to make it hard. Um, so, but, the, and it's kind of cool that I was just reading um, Father John Rudiman's blog, which is not something I'm in the habit of doing, but uh, he did, I did see it and he had the, it called, and, you know, it's kind of a nerdy thing, but it's, it's still pretty cool that he wanted to, he was like, we should restore the old octaves of Christmas that you, it's not just the octave of Christmas itself that ends on uh, January 1st and we're done with it, but um, that there was there used to also be an octave of the three um, days after Christmas, which is actually, I, I get why they got rid of that one. That one was very clunky. So the, he goes, by the time you had to celebrate St. Thomas Beckett, you had to have five, basically, masses going on simultaneously wow. to celebrate everything. Um, but, you used to, so, but it all ends back on Epiphany. So you had no extra masses on Christmas. You had all of these octaves going on. And then they all end on epiphanies, highlighting how important these two days are and their connected nature, which is something we just have lost a little bit. But that's okay. So anyway, go back to what epiphany is. It's that that celebration of those those three days of of revelation of right. who Christ is. So it starts with his first with the yeah his first um, showing to the world in in the persons of the three kings. It starts with and then it moves to the baptism of the Lord, in which you know the the Trinity is revealed. Yeah, because right? they see the they see the dove, they hear the voice of the Father and Jesus Christ. Cre- yeah, Boom. it's it's, yeah. The, it's it's the epitome of tr- knowing right. the Trinity all at once. Right, and then of course the first miracle in which Christ's power is shown over the earth, 
um, in the ordinary guys now. don't change water into wine. Yeah, but you, have you ever thought? Okay, now and I'm just throwing this out there as a thought exercise. If you know, because every once in a while we, it's probably good to kind of think about what if Christ had thought it was more important to do something else than make bread into his body. And that was the power of the priesthood. Like I ever think of the, like I sometimes tell you, it's like, why didn't he have like priests go around healing? Or, and I'm just saying everybody would be Catholic right now. If priests could turn water into wine, oh, I'm pretty sure everybody would be like, be a, that's it. That's the religion. That's I'm the religion I want to be a part Probably of. Probably not the best reason, yeah. but I'm just saying there's <laughs> nothing that says that this is the only thing we could be doing right now. And I'm not saying God got it wrong. I'm sure he knows better than me, but it's an idea. Maybe I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> it is a great, it is a great uh, miracle, you know. Um, so the word, uh, Father Jack, you know, epiphany uh, means manifestation, right? That's another, and you also the revelation word. And uh, you, uh, you were saying before, you say it's not uh, eureka. Yeah. Uh, uh, explain the difference. Okay, so basically, you know, the story, the f- story when you know when people think of eureka is is like stumbling upon the answer. Like I have ah, done it. Right. Ah, Eureka. Yeah. You know, I, I have figured out exactly what was needed. Right. Epiphany is the exact opposite. It's, this has been shown to me. It's, it's, yeah. it's passive. I, cu- I couldn't do this if I wanted to. Like that's, that's the point of the miracle of seeing God face to face of seeing him in this, in this right. person is that it's not about what I did, but rather what has been done to me. And so it's, it's a very difficult thing to accept, I think, a little bit in the modern world, right. you know, that, that we're, we're um, receivers rather than doers. Right. Um, but it, it's it's a vital difference in uh, approach to knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> right. How about a little exegesis? So three kings, you know, we we have this sort of, you know, image as a kid is, uh, you know, these three guys with funny hats on a camel and they were kings, but um, Pope Benedict in an infancy nourishment says they were astronomers mm. or, you know, they, they, they were scientists. Yeah. I think Scott Hahn holds that approach too. And, um, you know, and they, they saw this one star, you know, which we actually saw this past week, the, where, uh, Jupiter and Saturn, you know, I think after many, 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 many years, um, here at Sacred Heart, it was like right past the cell tower across the parking lot. It was, and it was pretty cool. I mean, you could tell this is not an ordinary star or something cool is two planets coming together. And they're one of the theories I believe is that they believe that's what they saw. Mm. And, um, what were they looking for? Yeah. You know, and I mean, did they think they're going to find God? I mean, what, you know, what's the, what's the theory there? Well, okay. Well, let's think of like, they, they had to know that they were, they were going after, there's no way that they just followed a star at random, you know, that, that it was just this scientific look at those. This must point to something stronger like there's not like much in scripture or, or in tradition that we have to hold to but i would say that the theory if we look to what the gifts that they brought they knew something big. something big was coming they they may not have gotten that it was god right but, but probably right um pope benedict he, he said this in the book i thought it was interesting and he said they were quote they weren't just uh astronomers he goes quote unquote they were wise. They represent an inner dynamic of religion towards self-transcendence, which involves a search for truth. Hmm. So like they were, I mean, like he said, they, they knew like, this is something big. This is something that's like an answer to a lot of what we're been studying. Like this stars pointing to someone great. Yeah. Uh, whether they named that God or not, 
we don't know when they were traveling. Right. But it is sort of like the, there's something about the journey from a far off land to Christ, which is also we're supposed to take in our own life, that there's this journey towards God. Yeah. And sometimes it, it, what, what brings us there? For them, it was a star. What brings us to Christ? I mean, sometimes it's something inanimate. It might be a talk. It might be a homily, a priest, someone, you know, um, a role model that just pointed you to Christ. Mm. And then, you know, I mean, there, there's that tie with the star yeah. in this journey. And I think all of us have experienced that in our life where we're maybe going the wrong direction. And then all of a sudden some star came into our life and draw, drew us into Christ. And then all of a sudden, boom, like they did, they, I mean, not, the, you know, po- prostrated in front of yeah. Jesus. So, yeah. I think, I think the better example uh, while you've described it is because it's almost, it's, it's, they were following this, uh, this whatever, the star, and then all of a sudden they came upon something completely different, right? It was almost like by surprise, but but it was undeniable when it happened. You know, it's right. it's almost, I think it used to happen more often, uh, you know, years back, but it was almost like, like we used to joke about like what would happen at like youth groups, you know, like the, the guy was going because the girl was cute. And then all of a sudden. That was the star. Yeah, like the girl <laughs> is the star in this situation, but like he ended up finding Jesus, right? That like, that that's a, first off, that's a very real thing. And, <laughs> but like, you know, it maybe doesn't happen that often anymore, but it, it like, that's kind of how we're meant to lead each other. Right. And then right. That, there's still, still that's very much present in the world. Like how right. often do you hear somebody say like, I watched that person and they had something different about their life, you know? Right. I, and I wanted that. Right. I, I would say, I mean, up, upwards of half of the people who convert have that kind of mentality. Right. There's something different about their life, and that's the joy. They didn't go directly to God. It's something it was something that led them to God. Because, because you can't you, it, right. most of the time. I mean, you can. You know, God has revealed Himself already in 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 real ways, so we can. But like, we always are are going off the testimony of somebody else. You know, that's the point of revelation. Like, we we can't. We almost never reason our way fully into it. Right. Or rather, we get close, and then we start saying, "Okay, now I got to look to where He already has revealed Himself, namely Scripture or something." But you know, it's. Yeah, this this day is that's what it's about, and like, you know, what what did the magi know? I don't know, but they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and those gifts have to mean something. That's not something you just carry around with you. Maybe gold, right? But <laughs> you're not carrying around frankincense and myrrh too often, right? So they knew that what they were showing. They were, maybe they didn't know it was God. Maybe they thought they were coming to this king priest, right? Um, well, they went first to Herod, right? And I think they probably. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Pope Benedict makes that mention in his book that he kind of thought he was like a descendant. Like they thought he would know like, Oh yeah. And you're because he is, he's a descendant of a, a king. descendant of a king. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, where is he? And I inherited no clue. It's like, wait a minute. Someone's going to take my throne. Right. And then the funny thing about the story is he goes to like the religious leaders mm. and they're like, Oh yeah. And they, th- there's no, there's no attempt to go find Jesus. You know, right. yeah. there's like the sleepy bishops or sleepy priests, you know, yeah, just kind of yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's nice. You know? And it, I, it's kind of, you kind of laugh a little bit because essentially like sometimes <laughs> I was thinking about this, that, outsiders sometimes could be more excited about supernatural events than the mm. insiders. Mm-hmm. You know, like they hear something, you know, on the internet, read some on the internet. And then like, you know, you got the sleepy religious, like, Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no attempt, you know, to, um, but they still, they still can continue on this journey. Uh, let's transition a little bit. And then we can go into the Holy water thing. Um, you know, these three gifts, you're making that, that reference, you know, uh, frankincense, myrrh, right. And gold. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure you preached on this before and it's just one of those things, but it's, it's kind of good to kind of go into this and, you know, I mean, gold, obviously it symbolizes, you know, the, our possessions and their possessions, like, you know, this dependence upon 
money and this idea of, you know, acknowledging everything I have is yours. You know, my, my material well being is a gift from God. I'm giving it back to God. So there's a sort of a homage made to God. Like, mm-hmm. like even something so dear to me as a paycheck, you know, is, is really for you. And, um, Monsignor Pope, he has a great line. He says, a conversion that has not reached the wallet is not complete. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. It's like, you know, it, and once again, these are pagan pagans mm-hmm. taking something and saying, you know, no longer am I going to worship this, but I'm going to worship you. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, money is a huge power. I mean, it runs, it runs everything. Yeah. Everything is monetarily or, and, and even people's faith is impacted by it, yeah. you know? Um, but the other, I mean, that's, I mean, the gold's kind of obvious to some degree, but the other two are a little less obvious yeah. and frankincense, you right. know, say a word about that. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the frankincense is, I mean, we still use frankincense, you know, right. <laughs> like, like I, love every incense. Day, I know I do too, but I, and like, and it's like always hypoallergenic. I just want to say that if you start coughing, <laughs> uh, when you see incense, is it really? Yeah. Uh, funny enough. I mean, unless it's really cheap, the only the cheap stuff that you got to worry about, cause the cheap stuff puts sawdust in it. Which oh. does create some little smoke, which is cool, but it does make people cough. Um, okay. Your, your real problem is sometimes the charcoals. Our charcoals are good. So if people cough here, I'm just like, yeah, you're picking it. Um, right. It's okay. I knew I experimented on this once. Yeah. Did, you, did I tell you no, about this? No. So I, I brought out the thoroughfare just, just for, for, you know, for giggles. I, uh, I didn't put smoke in it. Okay. And, time out. There's no way you just, that like you <laughs> purposely forgot to light the charcoal. Well, let's put it this. All right. Well, no. well, here's the thing. Let's just say accidentally it didn't get lit. So no, no smoke happened, but we still went through it. Cause one of the, it was so awkward. Yeah. You go up there and like, there's no, I looked at the server. I'm like, there's, there's no fire, you know? And I'm, <laughs> so you kind of do it. And like, you just go around and, yeah. and people still start coughing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, busted, you know, yeah. this is it's totally in your head. Right. But, but, but what do we use it for is, is for worship. But the, for the first time ever. This is, I'm, oh. I'm serious. Every year at Christmas, I get an email uh, either having them, having me warn them when incense is coming out. Yeah. Or if there's, inc- or complaining about the fact that we use too much smoke. Yeah. How dare you do that with my yeah, health yeah, problems? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's probably healthy, you know? It, well, well, anyway, we, we'll, we'll, we'll jump off. The, All right, but let's the, go the, to the spiritual meaning. Yeah. Of it. So, so we use, we use it in our worship. We use it to show not only respect and it was used in sacrifice. Right. right? That's why you wouldn't, you know, most, pro- no Protestant service would use incense. Um, because, so because they, don't, they don't offer a sacrifice, but we, that's what we're, we're highlighting when we use it is like, this is a this is an actual altar in which a real sacrifice is taking right. place, and and years. I mean, you know, when before seventy A.D. in the temple, like there were blood sacrifices being offered, things were lit on fire, like the whole nine yards. It smelled, stank. Right. and so you had to cover it up. So what did you do? Use the incense. You would. It was a sacred smell. You know, like you would never, like you wouldn't burn this in your house. You would, like. Only one you like you smelled it and you were like that's the temple that's the sacrifice we should we still kind of do that like right. you smell that in the street which doesn't happen that often but if you smell something like incense you're gonna start thinking back to worship in the church right you know um, oh do you remember just tying in with this point now just you know you know the so people understand there was a prac there's a practical point of yeah. incense was to get rid of the smell but a couple years I think it was the last year is we had remember this bill it was our our um our propane tank ran out and uh and it's like so it first of all it, it, it the temperature drops like 40 degrees in the church wow. and oh, so we could, had like you could see your breath it was it was oh, yeah. so bad That's like you awful. could the lord be with you and it was the breath was coming out mm-hmm. people were like bundled up for mass and this it was terrible 
it's like cold season and all this other stuff. So, and but it left this like sulfuric smell, which smelled uh, like so that's how gas. we know when the tank it, is. I mean, it was low. like it was like mm. human gas, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so Father Bob got incense and he just circled the whole church inside <laughs> and for like three times, and I, I it worked. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. it smelled like you know heavily incensed, but. It definitely did. But it the was job. better than it could have. It was yeah, it's better than the alternative, you know? People were walking in. Somebody important must have had a funeral earlier today. Jeez. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the important time. And it's it's so for it's all, so this is a great point. Psalm 141, you know, it talks about in you know, prayer is a is it's about prayer and worship and um this laying down of this gift that they give to Christ, you know, for us is basically, I mean, I mean, are we giving incense to God, you know, proper worship to God? Yeah. You know, are we, um, you know, give him adoration, you know, spending time with him in front of the blessed sacrament, uh, prayer, uh, you know, attending, attending the sacrifice mm -hmm. essentially on mm -hmm. Sundays, you know, I mean, obviously it's, you know, I'm getting tired of saying it, it's not obligatory, but like, but e even if you're not going to mass, are you giving some kind of incense yeah. to God, yeah. worship to God? Because that's the thing, I mean, like that's, it, uh, there's a certain blessing, I think maybe that's hidden underneath the whole dispensation is that we should have the holiest Sundays now. Because you can't, you can't say, well, I did go to mass and now I can just go about my day. No, like, like the whole day was meant to be holy and set apart for God. Right. Like if you're not going to mass, like you got to double down on, on all the other sacrifices. You got to put a, like, there's no ordering in pizza and you know, there's no, uh, doing all of these, the, you know, your normal, um, target runs or whatever. Like, like that's, um, that's done, right? Like this is you gotta you gotta that third commandment now is, is much more on you than it has been in uh in past times. But right. um and then and then turning to the last gift of myrrh. Right. Like it, you know, uh there's a there's a I mean basically it's an an, an ointment for when you die. Right. right? Embalmment, right? Yeah, yeah. And you just you just have no use for it otherwise. But again, it cover it covers a decaying body smell and um but like, what an awful gift for a child! But it is very costly, you know. But it's like, and would that have been? Would that would have been the uh, the ointment that Jesus, uh, you know, uh, that uh, uh, what was it? Mary broke and, and put and washed with his feet with, right? Would that have been myrrh? It might have been. Might have been. Yeah, very well. A very costly well perfume. Yeah. What was it? Three hundred days' wages or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like I mean, it, it, that's it's a, if it's not that, it's definitely of the same. So quality. funerals were still expensive back then. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, yeah, the whole death ritual was more important even than what we usually have now. You know, the oh, yeah. you know that's mourning was just a, um, a much more ritualized process. But people also process death better because they actually had to see it. We're, we're removed from death, so so right. Normally, in in our society, that it's hard to to process it. But um, yeah, I mean, so <coughs> there was a great. I don't know. There's this really fun, like I, I enjoy it, but it's I, like if it ever like made its way into mass, I'd lose my mind. But there's this like Christian rap Christmas song that I'm really enjoying called "We the Three, and and it's it's like <laughs> I think one we're gonna have things. to play this on the podcast at some point. We got it. I think it's I think it's by like God's. I think it's <laughs> rapper's name is like God's Servant, but it's like he has this line. Uh, first off, it did it did get me riled up a little bit because he rhymed myrrh with Flur, so he said he like dropped my knees to the flur. The flur, flur. So that one, that one isn't like the the best. But he did. He said he was like, that was a gift that I wasn't that fond of until I was hit with the double entendre. 
right? Which is I was it like, we three heavens not too far. I don't know, man. I'll let me, give me a second. I'll find it. But it's like, but I that idea. It's we the three by God's servant and the ambassador. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, yeah, but it's uh. The, the, the idea is that, like, it's pointing beyond just who he is and to his mission right away. Right. You know, that, like, th- this is, you know, a, a child born to die. You know, and not that every child isn't going to die, um, but that there's something extra here. There's there's something in the second, he, in how he was going to reveal himself, his death is brought up. That's why oftentimes in, like, medieval paintings, you will see the cross hidden in manger scenes. Because you can't but think of the death of Christ, of his whole mission, uh, without that, you know. Right. Um, so, it, it these gifts are meant to be showing who who Christ is, just like all of what we celebrate on Epiphany um, is meant to do. It, it it points to what Christ does and who Christ is. Oh, you're so excited for this. I don't think it's the right one. Is the funniest part? Oh, that's the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> we the three. Hold on. Good try. Hold on. I got it. I got it. What's Do it? you? We the three. God's servant. Let's just get the first. Let me see, I'm seeing what you it takes. It takes a hot second to get into, though, because they have this, like, dialogue at the beginning. What's going on here? I don't know. This is. Is this, this clean? Is, is this clean rap? Better be. It is. It is. It is. But, but All I right, think. I will play it later. I, I was going to say, I wish we had a video of this, because I've never thought of Father Larry as old until right then when I was watching him <laughs> stare at his cell phone trying to get this technology how does to this, work. How does this YouTube this, video work? This contraption plays music. Hey, hey, kid, can you show me this? Here, play. How does this work here? So, yeah. all right, well, taking this back, I mean, once again, Mur for us, would you say that this is kind of like our willingness to die to ourselves for Christ. I mean, it would be, yeah, it would be a a death to self and it would, and, and in a sense, I mean, I think you kind of have to say that there's, um, an acceptance of the reality of death. I think that's one, I mean, it's, that's part of the original sin is that man didn't want to die. Right. You know, and that's part of, of, but it's a holy thing. Yes, it can be. It is. It's, it's not something that we should be avoiding, but rather we should see it for what it is, which for a Christian, right. We say in our, in the, uh, funeral preface that right. for the believer life is changed not ended you know that like like that's that's part of what we should be doing is that's what christ came to do was to to make death no longer strong right oh death where is your right. sting where is right. your victory you right know? one uh, saint said that the greatest day of our life should be the day of our death mm. you know it's like yeah i mean when you say that people are like what but yeah. it yeah i mean if i mean if you're a saintly life it's like it's, it's game time we're ready to, ready to yeah. go and this is new real life you know yeah so, all right, so we went through the three gifts. Awesome. Um, you know, kind of transitioning, this yeah. epiphany water. Okay, yeah. so just background, folks, you're listening. You're like, what are we doing here? Okay, so a little background. We were out to dinner at uh, Lido's with a bunch of priests, and one of the priests was, like, super excited about the epiphany uh, uh, blessing of water, which is a tradition that goes back many years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's usually done, as Father Jack was explaining to us, that it has to be done on the on the vigil of the original of the real, I'm not going to say the real, but yeah, the real <laughs> epiphany date, which yeah. is, so it'd be January 5th that evening. And so, uh, we looked at the ritual. It's very complex, very long in Latin. Um, whoops. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> but it's beautiful, powerful. And, um, and also like this type of water, apparently according to exorcists, I went, we, I was at a, at a, at a little discussion or, uh, this, um, one of the priests talked about like, there's different levels of water mm-hmm. 
And the worst type of water is the one you do from the new new ritual. <laughs> they basically called it wish water. Yeah. Because like there's actually the new book of blessings doesn't really bless anything. Yeah. And even, you know, you're like, you go, where's the blessing? You have to kind of make it up. Yeah. And so they said it's too, you have to actually have a blessing. Um, and then, you know, one of the most powerful uh, holy water that you can attain is from the Easter Vigil, believe it or not. But they said in, against demons, um, one of the most powerful forms of water is epiphany water. Yeah. And I, so I yeah. wanted to do this my entire priesthood to, to be part of this epiphany water <laughs> blessing. Because when I was in seminary, a guy who, who was like, you know, grew up basically, not really probably, but, he, you know, he's very well versed in all of these traditional devotions and blessings and all this stuff said, you know, you need to like gather several priests together to do this, which is true. Right. Um, but he was like that it used to be, and I don't know, and I've never seen it written down, but it probably is somewhere written down that it used to be, which is no longer true. But for a priest to use epiphany water blessing, the, or yeah, the epiphany water, it's basically you have to call it, right. um, he had to get permission. That he couldn't just offer. Do we the still get, have to get permission from the bishop? Uh, no, Are I don't think sure? so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I, right. I haven't seen it anywhere that, that says. There's that. a form for that. There is. Well, if, if you Online. need permission, there's a form. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. We don't disposition. Just, you know, go to, only yeah. only Father Larry gets verbal permission for things, and that's because he he turned in his form too late. <laughs> but I always get the permission. Yeah, People true. are so good with me. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but so so this this whole idea is is it's a coming. It's 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 kind of more of an Eastern thing than a Western thing. So we're, we've right. kind of adopted this, which is not a bad thing. You know, like when we say Eastern, we're not thinking like new age Eastern. We're thinking like Greek Orthodox or, you know, Greek Catholic or Byzantine. Like we're, we're thinking the, the, the Middle East, they, they've had a much stronger devotion and still do. Um, they have much greater focus on the epiphany even than Christmas. Not that they don't love Christmas too, <laughs> but epiphany is, is the big one probably because right. they're in the East, you know? come from the east the magi but that this is kind of a, a a bringing together of of the two churches around this this right and and there's a reason i think we it's good to kind of look at like all right why we say it's powerful but what does that even mean you know and and you right. kind of said like you know the new book is is, is the, the weakest because it forgot to include a blessing so like and and that sounds funny right you're like okay they can't be that silly you know but it really is that bad it's you know you look at this stuff and it's like i remember i've read them and i'm gone i didn't i didn't do anything the there's, manger there's, scene well this is this yeah. came up with the manger scene like during christmas i was gonna bless the manger scene during that but it didn't have a blessing. I said, this sounds awful. And yeah. I, the, so, I mean, now the new, the, the book you have there by Weller, I mean, yeah. it's awesome. So this is the old Roman, yeah. Roman ritual, which is like this, it's kind of an expensive set of three books, but it's, it's like, and all of it is. I got it as a gift. Yeah. It, which is a sweet gift. Um, And on the left is the, is the actual ritual, which is meaning that it's in Latin. So all of the old rites were in Latin. And then on the right is an English translation that you're allowed to use. So even like, and the three books are the one that I have is the blessings, but there's also one for the sacraments and one for Christian burial um, and, and processions. Um, but the, like, and you can use in the parts of, you, know, you can even use this translation for the parts of the sacraments that you can say in the vernacular. So in the baptism, you could use partially in English, but some of it has to be done in Latin. Same with this. This, this all has to be in Latin, but right. Um, but the way the, the right works of how this blessing takes place, this, like when I, when I bless Holy water, when I said that font in the back, I mean, I use the, the short version of blessing Holy water from the old, right? Because it's, 
it's actually really cool. You use, you use exercise salt, you exercise the water, you give it a blessing. It takes, what, two minutes, maybe three, and you've got that whole big jug blessed. This Epiphany Water Blessing is probably going to take a half hour, maybe 45 minutes, because instead of... And nothing, nothing to do with the, with the volume of water. It's it has nothing to do with itself. the It's the blessing itself. It's the prayers that we use. And, and it's because, like, in the other one, in the, the normal Sunday blessing of, of holy water, um, one priest puts on a stole, blesses the, the water with salt, exercise salt, in the form of a cross, and then offers a blessing, and, and that and, and it's simple, and it's and it works, and it's and I like it, um, but this has this has the entire weight of the church behind it. And why do I mean that? Is that it doesn't start with the thing that you're going to do, right? It starts with the litany of saints. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're not we're not trying to say it's not about the three priests who are vested in full regalia to to offer the blessing we're calling on everybody i mean it's it's lord our mercy christ the and church mercy, lord the have ch- mercy we're talking the church triumphant's there to the church militant oh yeah, yeah it's everybody yeah. it's god the father of heaven god the son god the holy spirit holy mary and then all of the angels and archangels all the things i mean the litany of saints in the old rite is like th- four pages long like it's it's and it's like it was used to offer all of the really important things right like i wonder if we should chant that well that's something you, you'd have to figure out. It would be pretty cool, but yeah. but like, this is what this is the the different things that you would use. Um, just real briefly, this litany of saints for is when you were calling on things like blessing a new church, reconciling a profaned church, right. blessing a cemetery, reconciliation of profane cemetery, uh, and in the procession for petition of rain. I think that's awesome. Uh, for or calm weather. So when you're trying to reconcile the world with God. Like that's that's powerful stuff. Wait a minute, wait a and minute. And in time, so of death. like, so if we have like an outdoor event, this happens every parish picnic, ride for vocations. I can actually do for a blessing calm, for calm weather. Oh. Yeah, is there one for snow? There probably is. Can you pray that it does snow? Yes. Probably. That's what I meant. That but I don't be, know. That would be interesting. Probably the opposite. They yeah, would have you in would, the book. But I, I would love one for snow. Like pray for the Almighty. I mean, you can, you can pray for rain. But I don't know if you can pray for snow. Maybe you just gotta like <laughs> rain. We'll have to look this up. Let me, we'll, rain in the middle of the winter when it's <laughs> under thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to come back to. We'll do some research on that. Um, but then, like, so we've called upon the entire church, and then we're still not ready to bless the water. Right. You know, we're still not like, all right, we did it. Everybody's here. Let's go. No, we then we pray together the way that God has taught us to pray, um, which is the Psalms, and right. and it's. Most, for most people's Bible, it'll be Psalms 29, 46, 147. So if you, right. you want to, like, pray these things before, if you're going to come, like, that's where we start. And and they're, they're just kind of, I mean, I give out Psalm 46 for penance pretty frequently. I think it's just a... Hey, really? Yeah, I, I, th- I have, like, six Psalms that I give pretty regularly. It's usually 8, 23, 46, 51, and then 150. Um yeah, maybe some other ones. If you get on one besides that, there's a slight chance that I just made it up and that, and it's never backfired on me. Um, but every once in a while, and one time I gave somebody a psalm, I was like, 118. And they went, the long one? And I was like, dang, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been a confession with me before. <laughs> yeah, right? And I was like, but but yeah, they, so these are, um, but we're, we're, we're saying like, this isn't, we're not praying this way because this is how we're, we want to pray. 
that we're praying this way because God, this is how you decided us to pray, you know? Right. But it ties in, like, here's another thing about holy water is, you know, even in non-Christian religions, including Ju- Judaism, there was this whole idea of washing with water before you did worship. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, I, I think this is going to be such a hot, hot event because essentially like there's no holy water in the church, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I kind of, I mean, I, I wish we could have holy water, but now people can come get some really high octane holy yeah. water to bring home and put in their homes and bless themselves. Cause it is, it is, it's a super cool Catholic thing that we have, yeah. which it reminds us of our baptism. And you, you ever hear that old tradition where I've ever seen old, older people do this is they come in and they, uh, I, I watch them like, and I was, when I was first ordained and this older guy came in, he bust, bust himself and he like sprinkled some of the water on the floor. Hmm. I'm like, what are you, I'm thinking. And I kind of just, I was trying to be like discreet about it. I'm like, Hey sir, I was just, um, is your hand okay? And he goes, I'm just, it's for the souls in purgatory. Huh. And, and there was a tradition, like we remember you and they would, you just flick it on the ground wow. for the poor souls in purgatory. That's really cool. You ever I, heard of that? I've never heard that. Yeah. It was bizarre. And they, they used to be taught that when we were kids That's by the nuns. Sweet. Actually. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, so it's kind of like this, you know, um, you know, really a, a remembering of the whole church, like you said, you yeah. know, it's pretty cool. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so then, so then the, the celebrant will, will chant a, an exorcism of like two pages long, which is, I think well, it's challenging. And Father time. Luke is awesome at that. Really? Yeah. He, I'm, I mean, I'm he, he's, 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 uh, I mean, he, I've seen him in action with his Latin. It's unbelievable. And he's just, he's just like into it. Yeah. And uh really smart guy. I've heard him I've heard him speak Latin and, and it is actually really beautiful because I'm like, man, I can't I don't speak like that. But like it flows off his tongue. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um you gotta you gotta be into it. But like I'm envious. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. Spiritual envy, one of the <laughs> deadly sins. It's fine. Um unforgivable sins, mind you. Right. Um okay. <laughs> and then we pray pray one of the canticles. So so because we'll do it in the evening, we'll do the canticle of Mary, right? The Magnificat. But but listen to the anaphon. Uh, for before and after we we celebrate it, and this is the translation. Obviously, today the church is espoused to the heavenly bridegroom, for in the Jordan Christ washes her sins. The Magi hasten with gifts to the regal nuptials, and the guests are gladdened with water become wine. Alleluia! Mm. That it's it's the exact three things that we celebrate start or like that's what we're starting our prayer with and ending it with is is this mystery of Christ being shown out to the nations. Um, and that's just again like we're we're praying as as God has shown us right like there's a lot of humility that underlies this which is which is one of the neat necessary prerequisites for real spiritual power mm. <laughs> is when we recognize it's not our words our blabbering but but a humble submission to what God has shown. Sounds like you're saying if you don't come to this, you're kind of a schlub. No, no, That's no. What it sounds like no, to me. But I would definitely send a friend with a water bottle to get some for yourself. Right. You know. Right. Sure. <laughs> and I, there's this. I mean, there's. You know, I don't. I, I always carry a holy water when I travel. Mm-hmm. And if I go to a hotel, I bless the junk out of that thing. You know. Yeah. I mean, it it's just, probably smart. You probably yeah, sleep better. <laughs> yeah, I do. And I just like. And I was just. I was this. Um. This one priest. He says he said three reasons why he travels with holy water. He says why three words. Evil is real. <laughs> and he says the presence of evil can remain in a room long after whatever might have taken place within it. You don't know who was in the previous occupant of your hotel room and what kind of baggage they brought with them, you know? And I, uh, and I, I know, I mean like certain like saintly priests, like father Grishel, he would tell seminarians like, yeah, bring your pack with holy water, you know? Mm. But I think people don't understand, like there's the old tr- tradition, uh, that, you know, before you go to bed, you bless your bed with holy water and you say three Hail Marys, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, you know, sometimes before you leave the house, you enter the house, you will be a little water, water, 
water, mm-hmm. uh, uh, holy water font. I remember we used to have one growing up. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I think it's coming back. I mean, the whole idea of sacramentals and yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of cool. Now, why the, I mean, it's, but that it's, it's kind of implicit in that too, because there's a formal exorcism yeah. in that, in, I mean, the powerful exorcism. Oh yeah. In yeah. that. Can you read some of it? Yeah. So. In English, because I mean, people, if they come, it's going to be a lot. All right, just no. a little bit. And so uh, here we go. So he says, presume never. Okay, so this was jumping down because it starts out with we cast thee out every unclean spirit, every devilish power, every assault of the infernal adversary, every legion, every diabolical group and sect by the name and power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we skip down a little bit. Presume never again, thou cunning serpent, to deceive the human race, to persecute the church of God, nor to strike the chosen of God and sift them as wheat. Like those are the worst things we fear. <laughs> like the, like there's a really beauty in this. And then I'm gonna jump down to where um, this is this is something that got lost in Vatican II, and I I think we should bring it back. But if you've ever gone to a low mass, you will hear the uh, prayer even at the end of the low mass, um, where it's it sounds like a collect, but there, it's like an extended version, and and it's not just through Christ our Lord, but it's through Mary, through Joseph, through Peter and Paul. Um, and, and we kind of cut a lot of that out, which isn't fair. But this is um, this is the exact thing. Thy sacred, the sacred mystery of the cross commands thee, as well as the power of all the mysteries of Christian faith. The most excellent Virgin Mary, Mother of God, commands thee, who in her lowliness crushed thy proud head from the moment of her immaculate conception. The faith of the holy apostles Peter and Paul and the other apostles commands thee. The blood of martyrs commands thee. As well as the pious intercession of holy men and women. Yeah, that's from Leo the Thirteenth. Yeah, so that's yeah. it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're. But again, it's that same. This isn't just me, you know, or the priest right. doing it. This is the whole church living and and living eternally, uh, doing this together. Right. Um, awesome. And, yeah. And, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about. We talked about the rite itself. So afterwards, we, we literally will have dozens of yeah. gallons of water. Yeah, so we have actually in our podcast room, uh, we have three 10-gallon igloos. That's 30 gallons we're going to bless, maybe some more, maybe 40. Um, I don't think we need more than that. I'm just asking, folks, don't don't walk out with a whole igloo, be that person, you know, or the one that, like, hogs it all. Well, but you, you know, can get get yourself a good amount, right? But if you want to bring, if you want a gallon of the stuff, yeah, which is a little a excessive, yeah. you, you, but bring your own gallon. Bring a gallon. I think we you do know? a gallon. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think we'll get more than 40 people. You well, never know. Never know. Never know. But uh, we'll be prepared. I mean, we're going to have, like, 40 to 50 gallons of this stuff. And we'll I, have a bunch of our own little bottles. Yeah, to we'll give have little bottles. Yeah. You can take it with you. Um, but this is powerful stuff, and I think it's just a, a great way to kind of enter into the you know, Christmas. And then next week is the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord, which is great. And, uh, you know, you can bring this stuff on business trips or put in your home, or if your, your kid's driving nuts, just throw the holy water on them. But that's yeah. a, and, and this is kind of cool is that traditionally we'll have um, less chalk, right? right. Because, because Epiphany is one of the times where you bless your home. Because right. the Magi come to visit Christ, and we're asking Christ to come visit our home. You know? Right. Right. Um, so it's, it's a perfect opportunity the night before you're, you're called or, ha- you know, not called, but it's a- appropriate to bless your home. Right. You have, you have the most powerful sacramental you can pretty much get. So right. Tuesday, January 5th, 6 PM, 6 PM, sacred heart, 6 PM. Be there. All right. Thanks father. Jack. Thanks bill. Let's, let's do uh other Jack. How about a little, uh, blessing as we continue to this octave of Christmas? Sure. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Made heaven and earth. 
Through the intercession of the Virgin Mary, Saints Peter and Paul, St. Joseph, St. John the Baptist, may the blessing of Almighty God come down upon you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.